Welcome to our discussion from chapter seven, setting the table for treatment. We are going to be looking at this chapter through Catholic anthropological eyes. I am clinical psychologist, Dr. Peter Malinowski. I am glad to be with you, to be going through this with you. So let's try to take a look at this from a Catholic worldview. What kinds of things in this chapter are important to bear in mind when you're a Catholic clinician working with Catholic clients or working with other clients. So one of the things that some Catholic clients really struggle with is this whole idea of parts. It seems foreign. Maybe it seems new agey. Maybe they've gone on, they've heard that you're an IFS informed therapist and they've gone on YouTube and they've seen, you know, all kinds of bizarre things about, you know, what IFS therapy is like. So sometimes manager parts can come in and they can be really suspicious. They can be really concerned about being led away from the road to salvation. And so the first thing is to have great respect for the intentions of those parts. Don't look at that as resistance. It's going to be really important to really hear those parts out. And there are some things that can help those parts become more open to the idea that people have both a unity and a multiplicity in their systems. All right. Again, we want to be sensitive to tailoring our language, listening to them in an attuned way. If those manager parts sense that you are really loving them, that you're really interested in their highest good, if they sense that you actually are empathetically attuned to them, they often will soften. That's, that's generally what happens. Right, so one of the things that can happen is that we can talk about the multiplicity and unity of God, right? God is three persons in one God. Three persons in one God. So there's a singularity and the one God, a unity, but there's also this multiplicity and this relationality, right? In fact, the relationality is so important in God that the love that proceeds from the Father and the Son is another person of the Trinity, that that love is another person. And so, you know, this idea that we are relational beings, God is a relational being, we're made in his image and likeness, and we need to be able to love ourselves, right? Our Lord told us, love your neighbor as yourself, right? That means we're supposed to love ourselves, which means we're supposed to have some kind of a relationship with ourselves. So that means that there's got to be some mechanism that God has provided for us to be able to do that. And we can conceptualize this through self and parts, self-loving parts with what IFS calls self-energy. We might think of that as grace are also loving other parts, loving the self back. Sometimes it can take clients a long time to adjust to parts work. And if they've got really protective managers that are really hesitant about IFS, it's legitimate to work with them in some other way that they feel more comfortable with, right? I have one client that is really adamant about not liking parts work. And that's okay, right? We can work in other ways. As we talk about like parts concerns, sometimes you will get into those religious concerns. Parts often don't lead with those concerns though because spiritual concerns, concerns about God image and so forth, they first of all may not be primary for a particular part. A lot of times parts are very focused on 
the intensity of some kind of internal experience, and they may not be particularly spiritually focused. Some parts just aren't. Other parts, that may be what they are all about. So we just want to be really sensitive to what the parts are actually presenting and start there. Let's not start with some preconceived notion of what a part needs from a spiritual perspective. Okay. Sometimes therapists can have pretty active therapist manager parts that are invested in providing something to the client that they think the client needs. We really want to listen to what the parts believe they need. A lot of times manager parts are really attempting to manage the relationship with God, especially in our religiously committed, devout Catholic clients. Protectors, especially managers, are worried about what is acceptable and not acceptable to God. And so sometimes it's about suppressing exiles that not only have intense emotions, but that have intense desires, intense impulses, intense attitudes or beliefs that the protector believes, that the manager believes are unacceptable to God. So we want to stuff that away. We want to not allow that to surface because sometimes, especially managers that have a strong sense of moral propriety or a strong sense of what's right and wrong, are worried about the client sinning. One thing that you will see is that managers are really, really concerned about sins of commission. They are far less concerned about sins of omission, right? Because what they're doing is they're really working on inhibiting negative behaviors, right? So there's this focus on inhibition. We really want to focus on understanding first. We really want to focus on being able to witness parts experience first. Sometimes with clinicians, and we talked about this in chapter six, you know, and the kinds of things that can get in the way for therapists really connecting deeply with client systems. We want to know what those things are. Sometimes we have parts that get active. You know, we want to pay attention to that. Often it's firefighters that bring up moral concerns, both for the client and for the therapist. Firefighters operate on very short time horizons and they're not very concerned about consequences. Sometimes firefighters can get involved with all kinds of activities that are objectively morally wrong. And we can have parts within us and certainly there can be manager parts within the client that are really focused on shutting down those behaviors because they're dangerous spiritually, they're dangerous morally, they're dangerous uh, physically sometimes, and they're dangerous relationally. They can harm really important relationships in the clients and the client's life. So the first thing is again, clinicians be in self. You know, it's not that we condone those things, but we're really first looking to understand rather than to act. Right, that curiosity, that openness, we want to be really thoughtful about how we handle these things. We want to care for the client's parts, right? And that involves getting to know them in their messiness, in their untidiness, meeting them in the place where they are right now. I really think that a lot of these parts, especially the exiles, and to some degree, the firefighters, too, are the modern-day lepers. These are the parts that are banished. These are the parts that are misunderstood. These are the parts that, you know, 
that other parts don't want contact with, that we want hidden, that we want isolated so they don't contaminate the rest of the system. And, you know, if you look at who Christ reached out to in the external systems that he interacted with, it was always those rejected people of society that he embraced, right? And if you look at his example, he did not consider himself morally tarnished because he connected with prostitutes, tax collectors, lepers, or, you know, any of the sinners or undesirables in his, in his culture, in his society. This living in the present that Schwartz and Sweezy talk about is so important as well, because it's the only moment that we have that we can receive grace in. We can't receive graces for the future, right? Give us this day our daily bread, right? It's not about getting bread from, you know, three weeks ago. It's not about getting bread from a year in the future. Give us this day our daily bread, what we need right now. And I think one of the ways that the spiritual life really gets compromised is when parts take us out of the present, right? So that that whole focus in IFS of being in the present, I think is so important for recollection and so important in the natural foundation for the spiritual life. It's important not to pursue, as I mentioned briefly before, it's important not to pursue religious themes too early with parts until they have a sense of trust in the client self or at least in the therapist self if you're using direct access and it's too early for the client self to really be unblended enough to take over that leadership role in the client's system. We talked in chapter seven a lot about liberation. We talked a lot about freedom. I think that makes so much sense in the spiritual realm as well. This unburdening in the natural realm really frees us up in the spiritual realm. All right. Thanks a lot. We will continue on on the other side.